0: about uh, Snapchat. Come
1: on up, guys. Uh, hi, everyone. So I guess, um, well, I'm Gina Narone. And I'm
0: Andrew Hahn. Um, we're students
1: at the University of Wisconsin. We're both seniors, so we graduate in a little less than a month. Um, <laughs> You're more excited about it than we are. <laughs> and we're both uh, web and communications assistants at University Health Services um, at UW. We can talk a little bit more about that. Yep. And I guess while we're getting set up here, who here is on Snapchat? Oh, great. Um, then you can follow us. <laughs> um, and who here, did any of you use Snapchat for your like
0: business or professionally? Okay, a few last names. Um, Whose kids are on Snapchat? Yeah. (laughs) So maybe you'll know what they're talking about. So for the past, uh, about a little over a year or so, we at UHS have uh, been experimenting with Snapchat as a new way to uh, give health tips to our followers, uh, mostly students, but also uh, like Shane, a few uh, non-students are off-campus partners as well.
1: Yeah, and so we are the, just a little bit of background about University Health Services. We are essentially the public health department on the UW-Madison campus. We have free services um, for students, everything from medical to mental health services. We have a number of prevention-based services. Um, and we work in the communications and marketing department um, portion of that. And just as a heads up, since we talk about a lot of sensitive health topics, we will be talking about some more sensitive health topics today.
0: Okay. This is our Snapchat account. Uh, this is the Snapchat QR code that we'll talk about more if you're not familiar with it. Uh, if you are familiar with it, uh, feel free to add us or uh, add us by our username, uh, UHS Madison, all one word. So before uh, we start talking about the nitty gritty of Snapchat, we want to show you just an example of what we've been doing at UHS. So uh, here is one Snapchat that we released uh, last fall.
1: Did you to talk about game day safety. First things first, gotta get ready for the game. Let me not let's head to get ready, so The most important factor for having a safe and enjoyable game day is joining the majority of bachelors that are making healthy and safe decisions about alcohol. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure that you're limiting your drinks, that you're drinking plenty of water and other fluids, and that you are helping your other bachelors make safe decisions, too. And if you have a friend that's ever needed any help, just contact one of the security officers at Camp Randall. They're here to help. last two minutes, enjoy the game! Woo! Where
0: are the people? Jesus, the game's tomorrow.
1: That's <laughs> it for this week, Badgers. See you
0: tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this, uh, this more or less has been our voice on Snapchat. Uh, it's campy, it's. Uh, you know, funny, it's uh, more more about being a one-on-one thing with you and your audience member. Um, what we were going for in this and all of our social media content, whether it's on Snapchat or other platforms, is authenticity. Um, we're constantly striving for authenticity um, by uh, because it gets people's attention. It bypasses those traditional... Uh, blockers that we put on for traditional advertising, um, and it's perceived differently, it's perceived more intimately, and uh, it works well for either driving traffic to websites or events, but also for art purposes, which is just sharing health tips, important information that we need to get out to the public. And it's also great for younger audiences as well, younger audiences really respond to authenticity. Alright,
1: so in terms of how you show that authenticity, it's sort of a two-fold decision. A, your choice of platform that you use, as well as um, your messaging and your choice of language. So we choose Snapchat because we know that it's a place that our students are, and um, that it's really valuable to our community, and that they're not typically used to seeing traditional advertising in that space, and they come there mostly for engagement with Close friends, So if we're able to connect with them um, on that more personal level and talk with them about their health, which maybe they are a little bit more reluctant to do initially, um, that's how we choose to connect in that way. Um, And then in terms of our choice of messaging, we also try to be kind of off the cuff. I mean, we put together our content ahead of time and brainstorm our main points, but we try to be a little less scripted just so that we can really show, you know, we're students too, and we're just trying to give you all the information you need to live a happy and healthy lifestyle.
0: So Snapchat works great for this uh, because it's an informal medium, um, it is conversational, uh, and it's really simple to add and share content to it. So um, it's really simple to for friends if they're talking about the Snapchat story or seeing it on each other's phones to add us without needing to interact with our brand first. Um, it's a video-based platform, which means it's extremely memorable. Um, there, You can include more context to the sort of tips that you're giving them um, without relying on them to read all the way to the bottom of your post. And younger audiences are already on Snapchat. So by approaching them in a video platform in a, with an informal voice, we can approach these audiences where they already are. Alright, and so a little bit more info about Snapchat.
1: So. Snapchat is sort of the original um, platform of this kind that has the more or less live video. Um, So as since we started preparing this presentation, Instagram has added a story function, as well as Facebook has added a My Day function. Um, So we just wanna emphasize that if it's not in the best interest of your brand necessarily to create a whole new account, um, the skills that we will be talking about today um, can be translated over to those other platforms. So if you already have a really active, audience on Instagram, um, just utilizing that story function rather than growing a whole new audience may be in your best interest. So um, make choices that suit
0: your established brand. so uh, let's talk about a little bit about the, Snap- the basics of Snapchat. For those of you who aren't so familiar with it, um, it has messaging functions and video functions, but it's also a full social media website. So there are social media networks on Snapchat, just like any other site that you can get your content into and take advantage of. Um, it the con- for the content, it's uh, viewable and sendable on mobile only right now. Although you can follow and manage your account on desktop applications. And the content that you put up on Snapchat, uh, for the most part, is temporary. Um, Snapchats last 10 seconds each, or if you put them on your story, the story can be viewable for 24 hours. Um, As you've seen here, we have a habit of downloading our uh, stories so that we can use them across other social media platforms.
1: Um, And so this next one is an example where we're, um, we did this one actually last week, um, where we're talking to students a little bit more about bystander intervention. Hey Badgers, April with Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So today we're going to go over some tips for bystander intervention and how we can prevent sexual assault. The first suggestion is to be direct. If you see a situation that you think can escalate into sexual assault, simply ask the people, are you okay or what's going on? The second tip is to delegate responsibilities by asking friends to help you intervene. This is a really effective strategy too if you maybe feel uncomfortable or unsafe intervening alone. And the last strategy is distract. So maybe by asking someone a question, or proposing a change in plans or activity, anything you can think of that will de-escalate the situation. So remember, when it comes to bystander intervention, no one has to do everything, but everyone has to do something. So thanks for doing your part to prevent sexual assault.
0: So in this one, we took advantage of the conversational one-on-one tone of Snapchat to have a really serious discussion about a really important issue on campus right now. So so let's talk about how we did it. Basically, to tell your story on Snapchat, you have two uh, methods. You have your filters that you can create, or you can create stories. When, if we're talking about the context of a brand, um, we use it in the con- in conjunction with other forms of media. Uh, we drive. We use it to drive traffic to Twitter, Facebook, and our website, especially uh, blog posts. We release Snapchat stories about the same topics that we publish blog posts about to um, sort of unify our our social media content and uh, you know meet the students where they are, and, you know, wherever they are online. Um, you can tell that we struggle sometimes to fit in uh, the information in clips of 10 seconds, so sometimes we need to split it up or something something like that. Um, we are constantly filming clips and deleting them, and if this is something that you uh, decide to try out or continue with your brand, uh, that's part of the process for sure. We have a lot
1: of bloopers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a very expensive blooper. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: um, so when you open up Snapchat, this is more or less what you see, uh, if you've ever used it before. This is your home screen and it's the camera screen uh, and, and you, you record or capture video with the big button down there. Um, to the left is your chat blog. Like I said, it is, a, it is a messaging platform. We do sometimes answer questions from our audience who contact us through Snapchat uh, just because that's where they're at right now. Um, and then to the right are stories for the accounts that you follow and uh, that's where our users find our story. And then once you take your
1: image, that will hopefully be, if you're shooting a plant, hopefully a little more alive than mine. Um, but so there are filters. So I got this picture of Andrew. Um, and to put a filter on it, you just kind of swipe left, right. So I could do black and white. Could do a little University of Wisconsin. I could do the temperature. And I'm gonna stick with that one. Um, you can also change the duration by hitting a little clock in the bottom. Um, and changing how long you want it to be visible for your audience. Um, When we use this function, we tend to do them as long as possible, because we like to use a strategic screenshot for like dates or links, and we tell people in the caption screenshot this, so that kind of helps us track metrics too, that we'll talk a little bit more about. Um, You can also add an emoji by hitting this button up here, and then a bunch of different suggestions come up. I'm gonna give Andrew some pizza. And you can also draw on the Snapchat. And because I wanted everyone to know that Andrew loves pizza. And then you can also do text with this little button and type just so everyone knows who it is. So there's my finished project. Yay! <laughs> um, and I can either post it to my story with that little button so that all of my followers can view it for 24 hours. Um, or I can send it um, to just individual friends as well if I only want certain people to see it. But I wanted all of
0: you to see it today. <laughs> so what's that supposed to be? We're going to have time for questions at the end, actually. Um, so once uh, so once you post that to your story, um, there, we use, use that for a couple of different things. Uh, like I said, we either drive uh, people to some event that we're hosting or something that we want them to um, check out online or in the real world. Um, but it can also be coverage-oriented, so sometimes we are already at an event that's going on for a few more days, and we show people, I'm here right now, this is a live news report of how cool this event is, you should be here tomorrow. Yeah, up next we have another uh, another clip uh, from another one we did about our travel clinic at UHS.
1: Oh, sorry, didn't see you there. Yes. I'm going planning a trip abroad. Hopefully I've got some health tips. First things first, head to the UHS website and read the online travel tutorial to learn a little bit more about the area that you're traveling to. Next, we're trying to check your immunization history on My UHS and then also check with your insurance company to see what vaccines are covered. Then, head to my UHS, log in, and schedule your appointment at the Travel Line. So that's it for this week, bad Thanks for tuning in. And wherever your spring and summer travels take you, we hope it's a little better than this.
0: <laughs> so that is a... Uh... As we're looking at these, we're noticing that they are all vertical video, and that's because when you have Snapchat in your phone and you're looking through it along with all of your other apps, your phone is vertical. So we need to adapt our video techniques to that. Um, Just because we're shooting vertically with our phones doesn't mean that we can ignore traditional video considerations. Um, You still need to frame your shots well. You still need to consider panning, things like that. Um, Nothing fancy, but but framing a shot well really does make the difference in a uh, Snapchat video. Um, it doesn't need to be perfect. Amateur value. Amateur video has a lot of value on this platform. Um, part of the reason we're so approachable in this platform uh, to students is that they see themselves. They they know that they can publish what we're publishing on Snapchat. Um, there's nothing. There's no animation or anything that they can't understand. Um, it also provides options with headspace and space at the bottom. So we that's what the space that we use for. Um, links or more information or dates or things like that, and that's all screenshotable as well.
1: So, we'll talk a little bit more about filters. So, there are essentially two different kinds of geo filters on Snapchat. So, the first are, um, is a community filter, and those are filters that anyone can po- um, submit to the Snapchat website. Um, submit the graphic design um, and specify what area they want it to be in. Um, these are free to post. Um, however, since they are free, they can't have any form of like logo or marketing goal, um, so the top picture up there that has that little badger in it that's very kind of non-discreet is a community filter. Um, so they, again, so you can utilize those for your brand, however, if they have a logo or anything in it, Snapchat will not um, allow them to be posted because they're pretty, pretty serious about it. Um, but then you also can pay for advertising via a promotional filter so the bottom example um, we had a large-scale vaccination clinic this past fall at um, uw madison and so we paid for a filter in that was visible to students that were at the clinic location um, that said that i've got the vaccine so that people would send it to their friends so that would encourage everybody to get vaccinated
0: Um, and again this is
1: paid for advertising and all of these have specific design parameters uh, that are all available on the Snapchat website. Um, So in terms of building a follower base, um, kind of the main way to go about that is mobile to mobile with this little version of their QR code that you have. So you can either put together like a print advertisement that has this in it that people can scan, you can post an image of your QR code on your other social media sites, and if somebody is um, on their mobile um, device and looking at that, if they, um, like they can open it up right through um, the Snapchat app. Um, you also can have a link posted on um, your website or on social media, again, and if you're on mobile and they click on that link, it will take them right into the Snapchat app and add them as a friend, um, or it'll pop up like this screen here on the slide on a desktop, and then they could get their phone out and scan it from there. Um, you also can manually type it in, but that's not as fun to talk about.
0: The biggest challenge we've had implementing Snapchat into our brand strategy is with metrics. Um, People are finding ways to use Snapchat faster than the tool can adapt to them. So uh, numbers for the kinds of things that we're looking for as social media managers aren't always available. So we make do with what we do have. Um, You can see, for example, views of individual clips on each story. You can see each time someone has screenshotted something. You can see uh, whenever somebody's added you, but there's no single spot on Snapchat that tells you total follower count. Um, There's a couple ways to get around this. I know some people keep a running tally of followers at their organizations. Um, Other people I've known use a, there are online algorithms that you can use to estimate your Snapchat followers uh, within a certain degree of certainty. Um, So experiment with those and see what works for you. And uh, you can also download this and share it with other platforms. Um, That is uh, what we do as well, and and those platforms. You can also get metrics from those as well. Um, One of the numbers that we've been using is uh, views on the first clip minus the views on the last clip. And by that, we kind of measure the staying power of our Snapchat story. Uh, Are they engaged throughout the whole thing, or are they bored halfway through and leaving? And uh, using that, we've kind of tailored our content to, to what our audience wants. Um, Filters come with their own set of analytics if they are a paid filter. Um, You're kind of out of luck if you have a community filter, there's not really any metrics available there, but if you have a paid filter, you do get the number of uh, uses of the filter, so number of snaps sent with the filter and number of snaps received with the filter, so number of times the filter has been seen. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's how we use them. So using this, we, we know what uh, general topics people want to hear about and are, we, people are less interested in hearing about, but we also know what methods, you know, we use to talk about those uh, topics are effective and are less effective. So
1: here's Hey, Badgers, today we're at the start to give you some fast facts about the meningitis B vaccine is that you probably haven't been vaccinated against meningitis B before. So you should go in and get vaccinated, and you can check your records here at to. The next thing you should know is that it's fast and free to get your meningitis B vaccine. Something else you should know is that this is a two-dose vaccine. So after you get the first one, come back to UHS after 30 days. And the last thing you should know is that when you're done, you can take a selfie with our cool sat filter and grab a free cookie. And thank you to the thousands of you that have already gotten vaccinated. We hope to see the rest of you before, or today, or next week. That's it for now.
0: And there it says take a screenshot for dates and times of our clinic. Um, so here we're putting it all together. We are using this for an event, but it's also a, a community wellness uh, push that we did, um, and metrics were super, super important for this, as uh, we were really uh, concerned about getting, making sure that the number of people getting uh, vaccinated against meningitis B was high. Right. So to kind of wrap up here,
1: so Snapchat is a really authentic medium. And while it's important to maintain authenticity throughout your different social media platforms, um, Snapchat not only allows for you to be extra authentic in your messaging, but also as a medium itself. Um, Video is becoming really, really important in digital marketing, um, as you probably all know. And Snapchat is just an additional platform for sharing um, video, as well as for producing that content, downloading it, and sharing it across your other platforms as well. Um, and then Snapchat also has a lot of value um, beyond the metrics. You know, even though we have these ways of getting metrics, um, it has an authenticity and a way of connecting with an audience uh, that really kind of surpasses, um, you know, this surpasses the numbers. Um, and so. You know, so that's all we have. Questions. I'm sure
0: you guys have a lot of questions, and we I think we have a little time for questions. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm gonna start with. You. Yeah. I no.
1: On your, oh sure. On your homepage, that so all those those the pictures you put up to modify those is that good for a long time or does it is it would have limited um views or limited time that's that?
0: Yeah, Yeah. so the filters are available to use for um, a, a period of time. I think it depends on uh, the, re- <laughs> the person who requested the filter. You pay to, if it's a paid filter, you pay to keep it available for more days. Um, if it's a community filter, I think you set up, set up uh, a, a range of dates that you want it available for. What about the page itself? Does that just stay what you said about? Yeah, that's just the camera screen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. Great.
1: You mentioned that you, um, so the meningitis B was a big story for you, mm-hmm. did you have a paid filter for that campaign so that you could have, you could see better analytics,
0: Is that- Yes. Yeah, we, we did that so both we could see better analytics but also so that we could uh, um, make sure that it stays up there for um, the correct amount of time, for the exact amount of time of our meningitis clinics, uh, and also so that we could use our UHS logo.
1: So when you're having a specific campaign, you will do uh, paid uh, filters because the be get better.
0: If we have the budget for it, yes. Okay. Yeah. Again, that's one of those things that you got to make the t- determination if those numbers are going to be valuable enough for you to spend that extra money um, getting that analytic level.
1: Oh. I have two questions. The yeah. first one is, um, how long do the metrics stay available? Is it just while the 24-hour window?
0: Yes. So you see those, right? So we have to post them from a phone as well as they're viewed from a phone. So the account that we use, um, we just log in and then those are available. You can see the numbers for each clip of the story for as long as the clip is available. Uh, so 24 hours from the for, from each clip.
1: And then my second question is, you talked about driving business, to, or business um, activity to a blog or mm-hmm. website. How exactly are you doing that?
0: That's yes, to me. That's tough because links don't work in Snapchat, as we've seen. So uh, one thing we do is we make sure we're super, super careful about our URLs. We don't want any URL to be not intuitive at all. Um, so uhs.wist.edu is a thing that students, uh, our audience, has seen before and is familiar with. So just by adding the whatever the rest of the URL is, you know, slash spring break, slash vintage ISB, slash whatever, um, that's been, you know... By, you know, using it over time, our audience has become used to that. Are you using it in a
1: filter or in the text? The text filter? In the text over the thing, yeah. Hello, so my
0: question kind of more or less pertains to your views on the evolution of Snapchat moving forward and what your thoughts are. Because Where I'm coming from right now is I work for a company where I've slowly but surely been building a social media marketing program. And it's a constant struggle to try and prove to my managers to keep investing into it. The you know, the only ways I really have to show them right now is who are we reaching and what are these channels going to look like down the road that'll benefit us. Um, and where I'm at right now is I've been thinking about using Snapchat because I use it in my daily life, but trying to leverage it for business is a whole different animal. In my opinion, I don't want Snapchat to become something like Twitter right now, where we're seeing you know it's starting to decline because those remain stagnant over the past couple of years. So I guess my question to you is, where do you see Snapchat going in the next couple of years to truly obtain an investment in that, from the business end of things?
1: Um, Well, I think in terms of the platform itself, I mean, they're about to go public. Um, It's definitely becoming a lot bigger. Um, They have more large-scale, like, people are getting their news now via Snapchat. So I definitely think that the platform is really growing and going in a positive direction. Um, however, if it makes more sense for your brands to just tack on and use live video in the sense of like the Instagram stories or the Facebook stories, that may be a better investment if you have limited resources and you already have a follower base there. And you can even kind of experiment with it, like do an Instagram uh, live or an Instagram story. And just see how engaged your audience is. And if it seems like people are really la- something that people are really latching onto, you can either consider doing that more often or migrating that traffic over to an additional Snapchat channel. So does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. Andrew, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I just
0: add that. Uh, to take a look at your demographics. Uh, Snapchat works well, for us because it's a um, <laughs> live video platform that uh, most of our audience comes into. Uh, campus with already having on their phones, so that link that we can tweet that out. They already have the app downloaded on their phone, uh, and we can uh, we can rely on that a little bit. So take a look at your demographics and see if uh, Snapchat will work for you. Thank you. Any other questions? I oh, will get over to you guys. <laughs>
1: <I'm> so, <sorry. laughs> no, so, my question to you is, how do you, like, I work in the real estate world, so I have a lot of, like, first-time home buyers in my market, and I want to be able to reach them through my personal and my business Snapchat. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest is the best way to, like, create two different platforms but still mirror them? Mm-hmm. Well, you're year.
0: Well, I would just answer from a, from a journalist, uh, if you look at how Snapchat is being adopted by journalists, uh, that's a, sort of another occupation where, you know, you, uh, you sort of develop a personal brand, and so what I've seen some journalists do is sort of combine their professional and personal accounts so that their Snapchat is a professional Snapchat account, but it is still under their name and using their own phone number, so it is technically their, their personal account. Um, that's one option. Um, another option would be just to ask some clients what, what would be more interesting to you. We had some questions over here.
1: When you're creating your story, you kind of go from different buildings, different scenes. How what's an appropriate length between each scene? Mm. Um, I would say to in terms of are you asking in terms of like posting time or like how how long long of a total story yeah for anyone who's watching live they might see Mm -hmm. that first one but then how long does it take you to get to that second scene okay great um so we typically try to post the entirety of our story within like a half hour window or so and so there is some so we do have a like a small audience maybe like or so viewers that start viewing the story before we're technically like finished with it. Um, so we try to be as quick as possible. Um, typically the places that we're going are like in a very small area. Um, so the one where we were like walking to the stadium took a little bit longer than normal. Um, but the what we got out of that was definitely worth it. Uh, so I'm gonna try to keep it as close as possible because people are watching live, um, but don't try, but don't rush it just for that purpose, because people can go back and watch it again, because it's up there for 24 hours. How do you, how do you archive your stories? I, when I download them, they're really large files. <laughs> um, do you have that problem as well? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so basically, when we download, we just save them to our phone. Um, another option you can do as well is Snapchat now as a memories function. So, you can save the Snapchat right to like essentially your Snapchat account, and then anyone that follows you can kind of always view those stories um, that you have up. Um, but what we tend to do is we tend to download them onto our phone, and then I like to upload them from my phone to like Google Drive because that is a little bit more space um, or like Dropbox or something like that that you can access on your mobile. Um, typically, we really only have an issue downloading from like our phone to PC, because it can be a little bit of a larger file. Um, so that's kind of how we navigate that.
0: I have two questions. Uh, the first one is, does Snapchat, how do you have a personal and a business? Is it like Facebook, where my business Facebook is, you know, I hit the little
1: carrot key and then I can be on my business Facebook, or I actually have to log out of Snapchat work? It's a little more complicated than it is on Facebook. (laughs) Um, So to have a business and a personal, so we're constantly logging in and logging out um, of the account so they don't have like kind of a toggle feature yet. Um, And then the only thing to keep in mind is you do need separate phone numbers. So you can only have one Snapchat account per number, and that's still the case, correct?
0: Yeah. That was the case when we were setting up our yeah. account. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I guess that sort of answers my second. So for mm-hmm. our organization, we're only about 14 people, and we all, most of us are administrators on the Facebook page, so we all wouldn't be able to just log into the Snapchat from our personal phones. Correct. We'll so do, you, you would, would actually
1: all be able to log in um, on, on your phone, but no more than one person can be logged in at a time, if that makes sense. So, like, even though the Snapchat account is not registered to my mobile number, I can log into the account on my cell phone, so long as Andrew's not on it um, on his personal phone. Does that make sense? Yeah, would just tell me that Yeah, or it wouldn't let you log in, or it would bump the other person off. kind of does something different every anyway. time.
0: <laughs> And again, that's part of Snap, you know people using Snapchat faster than it's rolling out changes right now.
1: Have you guys done a story where you've engaged with your audience directly? I saw the Prime Minister of Canada did this amazing story. He did Q and A with the general population. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and so young people basically were asking him questions, and he was responding. I'm curious if you guys have done something. Like that.
0: Yes, we have, uh, oftentimes we'll ask for suggestions for content on Snapchat and other social media platforms. Um, other times, uh, I, we will ask for input um, from from our Snapchat audience. We did a sleep push where we invited everybody to tell us how much sleep they were getting and tell us about your sleep habits. And if they did that, they would be entered to win uh, a drawing. So- Sure. Yeah. So the, the, when we do that, we post one story uh, earlier in the day that says, let us know your sleep habits, you know, or, or whatever it is, do this. Um, and it's just one or two, just a quick thing. So it's clear that it's not a full Snapchat story. You want to make sure they watch through the whole thing. And then later in the day, once we get some responses or the next day, whatever the time frame that you set is, um, you know, announce the results to How your Snapchat audience. You Oh, that's through the um, you saw the messaging thing. So if you swipe to the right of the screen um, when you're, or if you scroll up when you're viewing a Snapchat story, you can type and send a little text message to uh, with through Snapchat to the person whose story it is. So we'll get back. You know, I got three hours of sleep last night. Did you get video? We did not. We, we got
1: some pictures. We got some pictures.
0: Hi, um, how many views are your stories getting? Yeah, so we have uh, a follower base right now, uh, our follower base is is uh, under 150, and then we're getting about 89 to 93% viewership, so if they're following us, they stay watching us. And part of that uh, is because it's so easy, I think, to view Snapchat stories. If you're in there and you've got this big list of really quick content, it's easy just to go through them really fast. So. And then how long ago did you create your channel? We created our channel in 2016, the beginning of 2016. Okay, And because there's no discovery mode in the app, it's all organic-based, um, aside from the traditional methods of like leveraging your other platforms, how do you grow your channel? We put up that QR code. Uh, so that QR code is a great way to go between print and digital. So we print that QR code and put it at events that we do. We put it in offices. We put it all over the place so that it's really easy for people to take out their phones and add us.
1: Word of mouth, and word of, yeah, word of mouth is a big
0: one, too. It's easy for people to um, share content on Snapchat and talk about content on Snapchat. Do you know if you can edit your username that other people see? Maybe to put in, like, your email address? That's a good question.
1: I, I believe, so you can have your, like, technical, your name as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, your handle, um, like, kind of similar to Twitter. Uh, that's a thoughtful analogy. Um, so I suppose you could make that your email, um, but if that would be what viewers are seeing when it like comes up on their feed, they wouldn't be seeing like the name of your brand. They would be seeing your email. Um, so if that's a decision, if that's what would be best for your brand, then you can definitely do that. Um, but we kind of do just kind of the more formal with
0: our name. Perfect. Uh, just be mindful of everybody's time, uh, we'll do two more questions. I've got one here. Is there anybody else who has a question? One right here. Okay, perfect. We'll do these two. So I may do a bad job trying to describe this, but I've seen on Snapchat how um, when there's a specific event happening, your viewers can post to that event, like, you know, Game Day in Madison or something like that. Is that... Um, something that businesses are able to leverage to take advantage of, how how would something like that work? So you have to be a, it's called a Snapchat partner to do that, and uh, there's no, well last time I checked, there's no information about that on Snapchat's website. Basically you just have to contact them and find out, we haven't done that, find out what the requirements are.
1: One way we did sort of manage to, so UW Maps and has one of those like community stories, and with one, during our flu shot campaign, we just were kind of posted all of our content, not only to our personal story, but also this community story. And then it actually ended up being, like, featured. Um, so, like, when students opened their Snapchat, even if they didn't follow us, it said, get your flu shot today. Uh, so you can capitalize on that, um, even if you aren't necessarily, like, engaged in it. Um,
0: Uh, do you see any challenges with the, the temporary nature of, of Snapchat compared to other things? Of you know, you put all the work into these uh, videos, and then they're kind of up for 24 hours and then gone. Or, or is that evolving now as Snapchat sort of um, adds some other features?
1: Uh, so, I think the temporary aspect of Snapchat can be both a blessing and a curse. And in the sense of, I mean, it's a bummer from a digital marketing standpoint that like you know, you put the work into something and it disappears. However, you can download it and share. I mean. Waited for this presentation today, um, and you can post it to like a YouTube channel to make it a little bit more permanent. But I think the temporary aspect is something that makes Snapchat really special and really different. And um, because really, with like a young audience, like we're seeing so much, um, spending so much time on our screens, and even if something is on Facebook like permanently, we're not necessarily going back and looking at that. We're kind of used to just going and keep circling through the content that we're seeing. So um, it makes it, it's an aspect of digital marketing that makes it different and makes it stand out. So.
0: Perfect. Well, uh, give a great round of applause. Thank you guys for
1: that.